Welcome to WP Tonic Roundtable Podcast, where a panel of leading WordPress junkies discusses the latest WordPress and internet stories of the week. Now, on with the show with your moderator, Jonathan Denwood. Welcome to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and Tech. Now, this is number 638 of the WP Tonic Podcast. And we are going to be talking about WP Deploy. We're going to be talking about WordFence. We're going to be talking about Inside Blue Origin, if we get a chance. But for the next 30 seconds or so, you're going to be listening to our sponsor, which is Castos and a couple of others. See you in a minute. Hi there, folks. I just wanted to tell you about our major sponsor, and that's Castos. If you're looking to get into podcasting for yourself or for clients, you need a top-quality podcasting platform, and that's what you get with Castos. It has a superb interface, really easy to use, and you're not penalised for success. They have a flat-rate pricing structure. Don't matter how many podcasts you make, how many downloads you achieve, you'll just pray at one fixed rate with Castos. Plus there's support and just the quality of the people are just amazing. Also, for the WP Tonic Tribe, Castos is just offering an amazing deal. If you go to the WP Tonic website, backlink newsletter, you can get your first six months at half price. That's right, half price. That's only an exclusive offer to you, the tribe. Also, you'll be able to sign up for the WP Tonic week newsletter which keeps you informed about all the stories and what's happening in the WP Tonic tribe. Please show your support for the show and support Castos. It's a fantastic platform. And we're back. So I'd like to introduce you to myself. I'm Andrew. I'm co-host this week so if anybody gets a little bit stroppy i've got hold of the mute button uh which we all know that uh this can get a little bit hairy sometimes <laughs> this particular podcast um so i needed to take some control from somebody but i'd like to introduce you first of all to our special guest matt Medeiros, who is a podcast professional unlike us but there you go so have a go matt introduce just, yourself and tell us tell people where they can you can just find. use that term loosely professional but uh matt Raderis, you can find me at crafted by matt.com and my day job at castos.com this, this is where guests come to to end their careers yes you know that oh, wow. you know, yes. all right. right any more interruptions like that spencer foreman tell us where you're from and how people can get in contact with you <laughs> Yes, hi, it's Spencer Foreman from WP Launchify. By the way, I really do enjoy the BBC, the soothing pipes of the BBC. This is, I feel like I'm back They're overseas. <laughs> BBC Four. Which rhymes Four. with sketch. Tell us where you're from and uh, how people can get in touch with you. Uh, certainly. Good morning. My name is Sally Getch, the WP fangirl. I'm in Oakley, California. Uh, and you can find me at WPFangirl.com and at Sally Getch. Also, um, Heather is uh, waiting to join us. Oh, right. Oh, Heather, I'm going to add Heather to the stream. That's great. Hi, Heather. So well, as you're here, introduce yourself, unmute yourself, and tell us how people can get in touch with you as well. Thank you. Thank you, Sally. Um, I am uh, Heather Renzi. I am uh, the digital solutions lead at The Difference, and you can find me at heatheriel.com. Brilliant. And finally, my co-host and the starter of this show, Jonathan Denwood, please keep it brief. The founder. She's the, the founder. founder. The founder. Yeah, I'm the leopard of WordPress, the scourge of many in the WordPress community, but I love my role. So, and you find me at WP Tonic, where we build membership and learning management systems for e-learning entrepreneurs. Back over to you, Andrew. Brilliant, thanks. Right, the next one is, let's have a look at this little uh, article that WordFence continually seem to be writing about plugins and plugin vulnerabilities. And I really, I quite like Heather's opinion, first of all, on this one. What do you think about WordFence doing this kind of thing and uh, making plugins kind of uh, look more vulnerable than they are? Uh, so, so this happens a lot. Like every time, like I have a responsible disclosure policy on, on every single one of my uh, companies and sites that I ever put up. And every time I do it, like unless you make it very uh, specific, 
like people will will come in and say, oh, you have like a cross-site scripting error or or something. So like it appears that there's a lot more uh, vulnerabilities than than there actually are, or actually um, it seems like there's a lot more, uh, it, it's worse, it, it seems more bad than it actually is. So um, for this, uh, like if you actually like dive into it, the the problems that they're seeing, like, I mean, this is cross-site scripting error. And what what that means is when you install it on one site, like then they want the ability to run it on others. And this can be bad or it can be something that is allowed, like for you to have. Uh, so it's all about what they're trying to do with it. Like anytime you see something that uh, if you want to run a run a site in an iframe, for example, uh, sure. you need to you need to allow cross site scripting. Otherwise, it doesn't work. So um, it'll come up as an error. It'll come up as a security risk. It'll come up as as all these things. So uh, almost every single plugin is going to have a cross site scripting error, and uh, it sees. So yeah, I mean it's it's not as bad as uh, it seems. Sure. Okay. Spencer, as a plugin developer, what do you reckon to WordFence announcing these um, particular errors and, uh, oh my God, don't get your site hacked kind of issues uh, that they put out? I, my mainstream answer and my geeky answer. My mainstream answer is, first of all, I, I actually really appreciate the service because I subscribe to this. And there have been several instances in the last 12 months of major plugins, including WooCommerce, having severely important things to pay attention to. So uh, I, in the years past, have been a fan of Sakuri and what they do, but like WordFence is my go-to plugin now for everybody. And the, the newsletter is very useful. In fact, I would put it in the category of you really need to have this if you have anything WordPress. On the geek level, what I found interesting here, and also I'm not poking necessarily at Brizzy, but I bought the Brizzy Lifetime deal when it first came out, and it was a couple of years ago. I haven't used it but once because they've had a unfortunate comedy of errors implementing what they promised. The, the Brizzy cloud gets rejected as sales pages from Facebook. The builder has a million problems. But as a developer, I look here and I go, oh my God, why are they using the is admin function instead of the capabilities function, because they apparently saw the problem, fixed it in version 126, and then did everybody the favor of reintroducing the same bug into the next update, which leads me to believe somebody is literally sleeping at the, the wheel of the truck or something, because it's really hard to do that. Like, you really have to think about it. Well, sometimes plugin developers, they kind of they kind of do the wrong iteration and then go, oh, okay, you know. Can, I, I, can, I, jump, can I jump in here? No, I'm going to invite you in no, next. No, 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 I'm, I'm going to invite you in next. So I'm, I'm going to invite you in next. So sure, Mute that guest. guest. Right, Here's so what I want to say them. something, though, about, about Brizzy, and then I'm out. The, the thing about Brizzy is this problem of being on the hook is the Spider-Man problem, right? Great power, great responsibility. When we you talk about the morning. difference between the native Gutenberg editor, which, thank you, Sally Getch, rhymes with catch, uh, got me turned on to and finally, like, at least who's on the hook is the WordPress core. When you put a, no, I'm not going to go faster for you because you're not hosting. When you put in another layer, you add the responsibility of being like the WordPress core of you can't put super bugs in here. You can't put super vulnerabilities. Sure, I get that. I get that. Right, Jonathan, your view is slightly well, different. I totally disagree. I totally disagree with Spence, Spence area. It, this, is, this company keeps doing this, these hit pieces on other, other plugins. Breezley. I don't know about them as a page builder. I know that they're lovely people. I've done biz I've spoken to the founders. They're really nice people. They don't deserve this rubbish from word fence, this this hit piece. What what's the rubbish? They, they, the, the, well, the reason why it's a hit piece it's is factual. There's, well, no, there's no personal attacks here. They're not saying that the guys are idiots. They're saying it's there's bugs. They, they had a security problem. WordPress approached them. They dealt with it in a professional way. 
it's a it's a non-story. I don't normally even I don't, think, pub- I, don't agree. I don't even publish these stories normally, but I did it for this discussion. And this particular company, and I'll be interested to see what Max says about it. This company keeps doing it. It keeps and it's damaging WordPress as well in general, and they keep doing these. No, so no, it's I agree with Spencer. It it is factual. It's just yeah, like if people it don't un- if people don't understand what yeah. they're seeing, like for That's for example, right. like what I'm saying is like the some they need to explain to people the difference between like mm. a like a bad thing, like a really bad thing, and a not so bad thing and because it's so but they don't noise, see that Heather they just see the title That's yeah all they see it's so much noise I, I, I that think people are dep- ignoring it Right, I I'm think gonna, it depends I'm gonna, a little I'm on. Stop you interrupting now, you people, because I really want Matt's view on this one, and I'm going to move on. Sally, you'll get your, you'll get, you'll get your say in a minute. Matt, okay. you've 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 dealt with this kind of stuff in the WordPress community. You've had, you've seen bugs, you've seen whatever. Do Word is WordPress is WordFence doing the right thing by issuing these kind of statements out there on these these plugins that have got vulnerabilities? <laughs> Are they doing it the right way? Do you reckon? <clears throat> I mean, you just have to bounce, you know, it's gray area, basically. It's the headline, right? When I look through the piece, it's what what would be bad is if they immediately posted it when they found it and said, we've got a problem, you know, and, and it just disclosed it to everyone immediately for every, like, you know, kid with a Linux pen test tool, because that's the only thing I could think of in securities, though, because that's what I used to do when I was, like, 16. Um, you know, but... The head, it's just the headline. The headline is the thing you have, I have issue with, but at the same time, it's, it's a factual headline. It would yeah. be great if they said bug found back in 2020 that has been patched since, you know, sure. here we are a year later or almost a year later. Uh, so it's just like they're a security company. This is what they do. This, I mean, who the hell else? I mean, are you going to read a blog about security every week? pretty dry material so like this yeah. stuff is what wins you know the, the clicks um you know that's the only thing i i take issue with is is maybe just that. the way the Alex, headline Abby, is you've got the last word on this very quickly because i want to move on to something else in a okay second. But uh, yes what you, what's your view on how they do this well i think some of it is the issue of what do you define as responsible disclosure so they're not announcing any of this until after it's patched so they're not making things more insecure. Uh, I think Heather is right that to somebody who doesn't understand the difference between sort of a small issue and a big issue or how likely it is that somebody might think or how you might get a false positive on a test, it can sound alarmist. And there was this, you know, email they sent, because I also get their newsletter, that that was just like terribly coy in, in this kind of, we found a major you know, vulnerability in a page builder, click here to find out which one it was. Uh, 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 and that kind of uh, gossip trollop approach um, is, you know, I think it's inevitable given the way that media and headlines and clickbait and the competition yeah, yeah, I, for eyeballs it's not, it's is. Not but, um, it, it, you know, it's also uh, obnoxious. And I mean, of course, anybody who's in the security business is going to have alarmist types of ads uh, because they want you to feel threatened so that you use their product. And I don't think WordFence is any worse about this than anyone else. Uh, But I do think that people can use it as armament in the, oh, we don't want to use WordPress because it's so insecure. Okay, good. Okay, well, I really, I think that's that's the case. What I don't like about it is the, you know what Matt says is the is the headline. It should say major vulnerability found. We disclosed it. Whatever, but it's it. Uh, you know, I'm. I think they're using this as clickbait. Everybody wants to, or they want everybody to use WordFence, and I think they should change their ways on the on the headlines because we're all, you know, within the community, we're all a little bit sick of these clickbait um, headlines. So moving swiftly on, inside Blue Origin, employees say toxic, dysfunctional bro culture led to mistrust, low morale, and delays at Jeff Bezos's space venture. Go on, Jonathan, you can go first. What do you reckon? Oh, it's, it's just, I just love, I love him and hate him. He, he's kept me employed on this podcast for the past two years. He's the source of stories that never end. 
Uh, um, I love, I love you, Mr. Basil. Doctor KK, Doctor Evil, the man that can throw a brick in any window. Right, you know, uh, uh, in corporate corporate companies that, especially fast moving corporate companies, where you have very powerful personalities, they're going to be driving that company forward, and they're going to be sometimes driving that forward through in maybe too forceful a manner and people are maybe a little bit too sensitive to that. I'm just sick and tired of people making excuses for these sociopaths. I'm not making making excuses for them, but I'm saying that's what a corp, you know, having worked in the corporate arena for many years and knowing that managers can be a little bit or leaders or drivers of the business can be a little bit Come on, why is this not got done? Matt, you've what, Matt Medeiros, you've worked in corporate. What do you reckon? I mean, in terms of like the article, is it's pretty shallow in, in terms of like content and, and stuff like that. I, I mean, uh, my, my point of view is like, I'm not surprised, but at the same time, people are trying to go to freaking space. So like, I don't know what kind of level <laughs> of intensity that takes to launch a spacecraft uh and well we you actually know, got somebody that knows what they're talking about ever so she'll be able to tell you that <laughs> yeah so like i i just there, i look at the article i don't see anything of like criminal level stuff you know and and i'm just like okay another another shot at bezos I mean, well, this was on the Washington Post, right? So, yeah, I mean, I guess that's the interesting part that it's published yeah, on the Washington Post. Owns it. So, you know, yeah. he's, at least he's being a little bit transparent. Did he walk into the Washington Heather. Post, like, boardroom and just said, punch me in the face once and then just, like, walked <laughs> out? Like, just make sure you hit me a few times here. Like, okay. Perfect. Like, you know? That's yeah. all like. Heather, you worked, you worked with NASA, didn't you? you you're, the, you're, the, you're the space person here. <laughs> what do yeah. you reckon? What's it take to launch a rocket? Do you, do you have to be horrible to launch a rocket? It's it's not that you have to be horrible. It's I mean, so I think that uh, I mean in in the woke culture that we're in right now, like um, people assume that it's sexism if you are uh, being totalitarian, or it, I don't know how to put this in a better way, but like. If you're not ex- like if you're not specifically calling out that someone is like a female or has emotions or like is an individual, then somehow you're being sexist. Like I think the idea is they're being toxic to everyone equally. Like and like people's feelings are getting hurt. So what? Wow. Like that. That's how you get into space. <laughs> well it's a life or death thing isn't it you know people say it's not life or death but people actually you know they die going into space so it's got to, you've got to kind of be really strong and really kind of um you know we've got to get this right but we also need to move faster we've got competitors in the market we need to we need to be that that um musk guy and just you know get let's get going why are we why are we taking so so much time? What do you reckon, Sally? I love that video. I think that there is an. I think I think that there is an a difference between like you've got to bust your butt and it you know you're it's things are on the line and you're working a lot of hours and people are very demanding, which of course you know did happen with NASA and did happen with the initial space launches. There's a difference between that. And um, her manager walked by and said, you've only been working here two weeks. You don't need to get on your knees yet. Um, uh, uh, You know, that's a little like Jeff Bezos has established himself pretty publicly as a toxic bro. Uh, And, uh, uh, you know, you talk about me, Andrew. You talk about me. You know, this is that that is a quote in the article. Uh, uh, And, um, you know, I think that uh, you can't. I think that it's easy to excuse bad behavior that's really unnecessary bad behavior by saying, well, it's a very intense working environment. We're all trying to bust our butts here. I think you can bust your butts uh, and maybe be demanding and harsh and have people who are, uh, you know, stressed and upset without being actively toxic. Yeah. Brilliant. You've got, you've, Spencer, you've got 30 seconds on this. Or maybe even less. Well, I find it interesting that, that the, the two other billionaires companies don't seem to have these misogynistic, sexist problems. Uh, yeah, I, they do. I don't. 
Yeah, they do. You, you, you mean it? They've had like that kind of. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Then I apologize. You mean in other words, like um, Virgin has had the problem of the same thing? Well, <laughs> yeah. then, then, I, then I stand corrected. Wrong example. I stand look, corrected. Look at his flight attendant outfits. Then I'm. Then I, I have nothing else to add to the conversation because right, the, right, it right. must literally. Move. We're going to move to a, we're going to move to another ad break. It's we're we're pretty much when, when you put when you put the uh, foxes in the head. We're going to do that in a minute, but I want to be I want to move this swiftly on. So we basically we've got a lot to get through, and because we're an argumentative lot people, I want to go back to the WordPress, and I want to talk about what do I want to talk about. Oh, WP Cloud Deploy. Come on, guys! You've all you've all set up servers on your own. You've used can I explain this to you? Can why, explain why, why I chose that story? There's two aspects with of this story, um, and I had a bit of a back and forth on the tavern about it um, with Justin. You know, what? How does the tavern decide which plugins it's going to choose? It's going to give thousands and tens of thousands of dollars of promotion to. Um, and they, they and I'm, I'm not putting any dispersions on Justin because he's a really lovely guy and an honourable person and, and doing a great job at the tavern. But the, these plugins, they suddenly appear on the tavern and given tens of thousands of dollars of free advertisement. But other plugins aren't chosen to be promoted and given tens of thousands of free advertising. And the second thing, I think this is a horrible idea. This is encouraging, and this is encouraging a load of so-called developer types to believe that suddenly they become Linux administrators. Um, it's a appalling idea, but it, it's it's really the flavour of the month, isn't it? You know, to make these a certain type of developer that should know some boundaries that doesn't that thinks some because they can do something. It is a good idea. No, it isn't. It's not a good well, idea. I'm going, at I'm all. going to interject. I'm going to interject on there. I get, I get what you're saying about because I've always believed that smaller plugins should be should be promoted as well. And how do how do how do we make that decision? And we've we've actually come up with a solution for that, Jonathan and I. So, for, for, through the WP Tonic um, podcast, with this, because I, you know, let's let's be honest here. I'm a grid pane Spartan, so what that means is that I'm a I'm a spokesman for them. I'm a you know a digital advocate for them. So I know about you know management systems of this is basically grid pane. Cloudways run cloud within WordPress, right? This is, you know, there's no denying what it is. But when you when you have a plugin, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know how WPD deploy are going to handle complex support questions. I don't know whether they're going to have twenty four seven. So this is, and and it's also, and let's also not deny the fact that WordPress can become vulnerable if you don't look after your own website, and if you've got something like this on a website and you don't update plugins that are vulnerable. And you they're to... offering a lifetime deal on, for two and a half thousand dollars. They're not going to provide any support. No, but it doesn't, they are going to supply. I'm wondering how they are going to provide support, but I'm concerned that it's actually done on the WordPress system. And WordPress can be vulnerable if you don't administer WordPress properly. So, therefore, all your servers would be vulnerable. So, that's my take on that. And I would prefer to have. A, a separate system, whether it's grid pane, whether it's run cloud, whether it's cloudways or whatever, that I manage my hosting from. And I happen to manage them from grid pane and, and think they're the better of, of the choice out there. And that's why I've become a Spartan for them. So the the point is, is how do you feel about it, Matt Medeiros, being an experienced WordPress user and using servers and and, and providing hosting for Podcasts and things like Castos. Would Castos put WP deploy on a on a website? Yeah, I mean, so like I agree with John. I, I don't think that this is there's WordPress shouldn't be a admin dashboard for launching servers. Uh, I just you know I think it's whatever anybody can launch anything they want, do whatever they want with their products. But I think this is just trying to like jam. 
two worlds, uh, you know, into into the wrong bowl, and it's just it, it's just not it's not for me anyway. Um, and uh, so I just think it's the the wrong WordPress is not for this. Uh, I can say as somebody who is uh, who used to sell like real managed WordPress hosting at Pagely uh, and started I at get a web, <laughs> yeah, and started at a web hosting company back in the early 2000s when cPanel just launched. So I have, I have a pretty long background in, in web hosting. Um, I'm, you know, I, I won't say the brand, I, I won't say the name of the service that I use that is similar to this. It's, it's not what you mentioned, Andrew. Um, you, can, you can mention it. It's no problem. We're an open podcast. Yeah, <laughs> so I use it and uh, they have a lot of fans, a lot of customers, everyone loves them. But when it comes to support time, like I launch servers on DigitalOcean, I launch servers on AWS. And when it comes to support time, it's like, ah, oh, sorry, we don't offer anything like truly managed here. So it's like, I'm constantly like rebooting servers. I'm constantly patching it myself. And I'm just like, you know, everybody loves this thing. And a lot of their marketing flair is better than, better than managed hosting. No, it's not. <laughs> you know, managed hosting where I came from, especially at Pagely, was a hands-on experience and somebody took care of the problems. Now, I don't know what this company's doing. My only take is, I also agree with Jonathan, I don't know how these things get picked for the, for the tavern. Uh, but uh, I also understand the dilemma uh, of trying to, to, to find new stuff to talk about. Uh, I also think that this WordPress is just not the thing for this kind of solution. Cool. End. Good. Okay, I've got that. Heather, you've, um, you've got experience in security and hacking and fixing things outside of WordPress in, and inside WordPress. What do you reckon? Uh, I definitely wouldn't uh, use this. Uh, like WordPress and deployment of services is not, I mean, like, uh, I mean, we, we, we would use something like Chef or, or something else to, to deploy our services. And, and I mean, it just depends on what you're using. Uh, I mean, but I mean, I wouldn't be going to WordPress to manage this because it seems like you're, you're putting another layer over top of all your deploys. And, yeah, I, get and that's... I get it. I get it. Okay. I think we've got the opinions on that one. That, that, that was, um, Right. Can I just yeah. say one thing about about this type can, of service? Um, I, I honestly, I blame. Cover your ears, Jonathan. Uh, I blame Matt Mullenweg uh, because of his constant push to make WordPress like the platform of the internet, when the internet is already a platform, and uh, you know there are things that one shouldn't build. Uh, on top of of WordPress, and I don't want to run a server. I'm one of those people who is like, no, give somebody who is genuinely an expert at managing Linux servers the job of managing the Linux servers, not me. Yeah, I just want to, I totally disagree with you saying I'm going to defend Matt. That's not the problem. You know, for, to be fair to Matt, you know, you can't pin this on Matt, you know, this that's unfair. That's coming from me. Uh, um, basically, I don't see it, the problem of it being based on WordPress. The problem is, Sadie, they're encouraging a load of developer types that should know better to become, to try and persuade their user base that suddenly they've become Linux, they've become a glorified hosting company with all the support they should be supplying. And they, they're not up to the job. It's nonsense. It's so what do you feel about the, the, the run clouds, the, the, the cloud ways and the grid panes of this world, Jonathan? Because well, they, they well, have they, a they, 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 their support is 24-7 because I've got experience with all of them. Yeah, so, but different. they're not managed. We still have to manage our own servers, deploy our own servers, you know, reboot well, our own that's servers. That's the whole point. What, what, what is the support then? You know, are you saying, will if you get a technical problem, are they there to help you deal with it? If Definitely. they're not, it isn't. You, you're you're trying to you're trying to make out you're something which you're not. Well, in my you know, experience, Gridpane helped me out massively with if I've got a server issue, if I've got an SSL certificate issue, or if I've got any kind of issue, their support is amazing. And so, well, and the same with Cloudways and Runtail. I'm not dissing anybody else that, that, that operates this kind of thing, but they are separate 
dashboards and services. I don't agree that it should be. You need, you need, you need to go in. We all agree that this is for WordPress. Now, I think this is now the time for a break. Is it not, Jonathan? Mm -hmm. So we're going to take uh, a slight break just for another sponsor's message. Hi there, folks. Are you looking to build modern shopping cart landing pages using the power of WooCommerce for yourself or for clients? And you want to do that quickly with little need to know about hand coding? Well, if the answer is yes, and it should be, I've got the perfect answer for you, and that's Launch Flows. Launch Flows is the most modern and easiest way of building modern landing shopping pages for your clients. It also works natively with Gutenberg and the leading page builders like Elementor or Divi. It's really flexible, really powerful. Plus, if you go to the WP Tonic website, backlink newsletter, you'll get an amazing deal of the Launch Flows lifetime deal. I think you almost get a third off, which is just amazing. And it's just an exclusive offer to you, the tribe. Please show your support for Launch Flows, who's a sponsor of the WP Tonic podcast and for the show itself. It's much appreciated. I'm Bertha an AI-based writing assistant to help you write better content on your WordPress website. In just a few clicks you can ask me to help you write outstanding content for your website that's guaranteed to convert, from blog posts to landing pages, to product pages. Never be left with that blank page again. You can try me for free on Bertha.ai. See you soon. And we're back. So now... This is close. I, to I can tell Matt's enjoy this so much, aren't you, Matt? <laughs> well, I won't get, I I get Matt involved on this because this is close to my heart. I'm going to jump to this one. This is uh, the get pocket uh, thing drugs, robots, and the pursuit of pleasure. Why experts are worried about AIs becoming addicts. Well, I've got Bertha AI. I'm hoping she I'm hoping she can becomes an addict to help loads of people out. But I definitely want um I think Matt, you did a podcast, I don't know when it was. Maybe you didn't, I don't know, maybe it was someone else, but you did a podcast on AI some while ago, did you? Can you remember? I, it, there's a possibility. Um <laughs> when I when I got to this article, I was like, which English teacher wants me to read a book before joining this? Uh, this stream. Uh, I didn't read the whole thing. Uh, but what I could tell you, I mean, so I honestly, I don't have an opinion on this, this article. But the one thing that I, I can say is that, yeah, AI is cool and scary and lovable and hateable all at the same time. Uh, in the podcasting world, there was a, a splash yesterday with a, a company called Magellan AI, I think is the name of it, where uh, like Descript you can train your voice by uploading a high quality audio file yeah, yeah, and then it'll yeah. play it'll you can text to speech in other languages and it sounds like you and it's just mind blowing and scary and crazy. cool and everything all at the same time so it's, it's crazy what you can do with it and we you know as i say i'm like this isn't a podcast for birth ai but it's been interesting getting involved in ai and and uh, gpt3 and finding out what it can possibly do now sally what do you reckon about ai copyright because you have to write yeah, i think you got these i think well, you got, I, don't I think, I, I think I, you got these stories in the wrong no, no i've jumped to it i've jumped oh. to it but so don't right, worry i'm allowed to jump i'm the host i can do what i want so <laughs> the face and just get on with it. well i think their, their point is about positive feedback loops and the problem with positive feedback loops uh, is essentially, you know, what they describe as addiction. So they start with these, you know, mice constantly pressing this lever because it gives them a jolt in the pleasure center of their brain and, and um, various other kinds of things. And that if you, if you set up your AI so that it gets rewarded, it's going to pursue the rewards, um, you know, without restraint so it's it 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 there can be unintended consequences uh and therefore um uh, you know you you need to build things in in such a way that that's not the only uh that's not the only constraint on it 
right? So they're talking about some kind of, they, they had the AI playing some kind of a game where you get like, re, you know, you get rewarded for collecting these prizes, but, you know, and the thing was collecting the prizes like to the exclusion of the, the game. Yeah, of, of sten- yeah. ostensible goal of the game. And so you have to be pretty careful about how you define uh, what your actual goal is and and to have some kind of limits. Now, I know nothing about creating AIs and how you would do that, but uh, it, it is interesting. And God help us if, um, you know, Spencer's scary robots that that I think we're also supposed to <laughs> talk about at some point um, uh, get, it, but... get addicted to like, oh, you get rewarded for shooting people. Yeah, we can see what's what's going to happen there. Yeah, we don't, we don't want that. Okay, Jonathan, what do you reckon to this article? You put it in there. What do you think? Well, it's kind of, you know, I'm sure Hep, because Heather's married to uh, <laughs> to somebody that would know. Uh, so you really should ask Heather, really. But um, the reason why, because it's like, it's Blade Runner 240, isn't it? You know, um, it's, you know, when when this, you can see 2040 Blade Runner just hurtling towards... Waiting to happen. Towards us at, at tremendous speed, and what the what the crux of the film is about? What is a human being when it has in artificial intelligence around it? What what is the essence? What is the essence of consciousness? And we're just hurting towards this. And like most really powerful technologies, there isn't any real discussion about it it's it's just gonna do it's just gonna happen because a certain top echelon can see enormous financial benefit from it so it'll just happen it's it's fascinating the most largest technologies are never discussed really and the most the most trivial stuff is endlessly discussed uh, Rob, it's, yeah, but it's we're, we're discussing it now and we're trying to find out whether or not there should be ethics committees on it or who should run it. Heather, you, you're you connected to someone who does AI. What do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, my husband is a data science uh, guy. And so, I mean, I think that, I mean, this whole thing about AIs can only learn as well as they're programmed. I mean, that's the same thing as any any robot, anything. and uh, there, there's this old saying, um, or, or there, there's this old thing about like, okay, if you create a gluten-free toaster and you tell it like it has to like zap all the gluten that it sees to prevent you from being gluten-free, well, you go near the toaster, it's going to zap you because you contain gluten. So, I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, we have to be very, very conscious about what we are creating and why, and and it's that that's it. <laughs> I mean, we, it's, it's all about ethically consciously creating these AIs to have the desired outcome and thinking through that or else we end up with the next Facebook. Okay. You are the first panel member there, apart from me to mention ethics. Spencer, what do you reckon? You're an ethical chap. Um, I, I quote this part of it. It says, uh, the experimenter found his rats self-stimulated compulsively, ignoring all other needs and desires. That pretty much sounds like most 20 to 40-year-old men that I know. <laughs> so I think the risk of this becoming a world full of basically single dude AIs sitting around their apartment with pizza boxes and beer <laughs> is probably not going to happen because... In the movies, in you know popular fiction, at least those robots end up not accomplishing much, much like bachelors. So my thought on this is that there is greater risk of the dogs from Boston Robotics killing everybody with those mechanical head hands when programmed by somebody like Bezos to do his bidding than there is of a bunch of robots sitting around pleasuring themselves. Um, Isn't that a a beautiful picture you just painted? I want to tie one thing together from today's show with with this. We've talked in other shows about the inherent nature of human beings because we are animals and men and women do have a physiological difference 
in the hormones and things that control our behavior. A lot of things are overlapping. And I think that women make better leaders of government and politics because they do tend to have less of those animalistic motivations that, that lead to bad outcomes. Like men can be overly aggressive or they can be motivated by things that lead to sexist, misogynistic behavior. And that doesn't often come up when you have leaders that are female. Now, the reason this is relevant is because when you train an AI, if you train an AI to be sitting around self-stimulating, you're basically building a, a young guy. And I think that's not beneficial for an outcome. Whereas if you have something that has a set of logical rules that are not motivated by self-pleasure, you probably get more of an outcome that you want. And so I think it's interesting because we can't deny the problems of human beings as animals where we didn't create ourselves, let's say, if, depending on your thought process. Whereas here, we have a chance to make something that is supposed to be productive or make an enhancement of productivity. So why not learn from our own animalistic behavior? I mean... Cool. Okay, I get that. Right, I'm going to move back now because back, I'm going to backtrack on what one... Because um, I really do want to talk about this because I know Jonathan's going to get quite animated on this, no. but I'm going to start Matt off I'm again. I'm going to be calm, cool, and collected, Andrew. Apple's stunning plan to strike Facebook is a triumphant success. What do you reckon, Matt? <clears throat> oh, boy. Interesting times we le we live in. I've, I've said for the last few years, if I'm going to give my data to anybody, it's it's going to be Apple. Uh, but uh, I don't know about that anymore. You know, I think what they're doing... Yeah, I mean, we have to pick somebody, right? Like, otherwise, we're just disconnected from the internet. So we're, <laughs> then we can't do anything. Um, and damn it, I want to be able to order my groceries on my mobile phone. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I... I, I I am not a fan of Facebook anymore. I barely use Facebook. I lost my uh, two-factor authentication key to log into Facebook, and I don't even want to go through the hurdles of restoring it. So I don't even log in anymore. Um, oh, that's so, why you don't answer my messages. Yeah, so, yeah. If you're messaging <laughs> me on Facebook. Facebook without logging in, is there anything? Uh, without like Messenger. That's it, right? Like, yeah. you, you can't get into Facebook without right. So one of the big things, uh, so the issue is, hey, and I think in Apple, obviously, is Apple's, Apple's the biggest trillion dollar company in the world right now. And, and they're smart. And they, what they're going to do is they're going to just say, hey, we're going to block everybody out. Look at us. We're the heroes. And now you have to come to us for everything that you want uh, in terms of ads and analytics and stats. And this is actually a big concern in the podcast world because with the, the recent update to iOS 15, uh, with I think what they call their is it called one relay or single relay, which is yeah, Apple's single like relay. Yeah. single relay, which is like their encompassing VPN. If you're using family sharing uh, of sure. their iOS storage, is that effectively what that does is creates a VPN like infrastructure so that the requests only come from one IP address. So immediately when the podcasting world heard that and the ad ad tech world heard that, is that we are going to lose all of the insight. Uh, into anything that's happening with accessing, uh, let's say, podcasts, for instance, IP addresses, how many unique listens you get, et cetera, et cetera, which is already difficult because of RSS with podcasting. Um, you know, and what that would do is just force all podcast advertisers and or uh, display advertisers in apps and in websites to go to Apple for that information. Right. So, so I want to bring, I want to bring, I, I get that. And, and, yeah. and I think you've, that's, that's the conclusion that I've reached as well. I'm going to bring in Spencer because he's a former attorney. I'm going to I'm, I want to basically, and America, you, we don't have anything like antitrust, but surely this is an antitrust case for Facebook to say, you can't do this. I mean, you're basically trying to make you, you're trying to, you're taking, you're taking out a competitor. It's like watching one of those Marvel superhero movies because, you know, like when Iron Man it, is Facebook going against Thor. Facebook accusing uh, uh, Apple of antitrust, is, of anti-competitive practices is, is definitely the pot calling the kettle black. I'll mute do, now. Do your mob voice, Spencer. Do your mob voice. Yeah, it's, the, like, the, it's, the, it's like an episode of Sopranos, isn't it? <laughs> the, well, the, th the thing that comes to mind is the secret of the people that run the world historically has been not to be focusing attention on themselves because that mirror works for them as well. And so 
This was an interesting power play from a strategic standpoint because <laughs> Apple is definitely not without their own sins. So throwing that stone at Facebook was like a, a realization maybe moment that, hey, if we don't strike first, we're going to end up being struck at by them. That's the way I see this. And Facebook doesn't have as much leverage because they don't really control the hardware like Apple does. And Apple's long-term hardware ownership is interesting because that is a competitive choice between them and Google because I'm not saying Apple people will run to Android phones and I doubt they'll run to Windows phones, but the only reason I still have an Apple phone and an Apple laptop in front of me is because when I communicate with people on the Messenger, uh, the you know, with FaceTime and the iMessage, it's all synchronized. That is the only feature left because I have one or two family members on Android, like my father, and it's so torturous that I can't just like get him in on the call, right? But other than that, Apple, like Mr. Wonderful says, is dead to me. So this was a strategic choice, not that dissimilar, by the way, to Blue Origin and, and SpaceX and Virgin all going at each other while the world burns with like which billionaire is the first to do this in space. I think at the end of the day, they just realize it doesn't matter. They're, nobody can stop them at this point. The governments who will try to stop them will be China and maybe somewhere over there, which they'll succeed. But in the Western world, good effing luck stopping Apple. You know what I mean? Heather, what do you reckon? And I'll bring Jonathan in on this because I know he's got some views. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i glad. Like, sometimes I want the, as a marketer, I, I want people to opt in to be tracked. But as a security professional, I want people to not be tracked. So it's, I mean, I'm, I'm constantly Jekyll and Hyde on this. And um, I mean, I, I think that there's just too much data out there already. Uh, like, we can create we can already create a a digital avatar for everybody on the planet, basically. Sure. So, well, I, I I've got an late. iPhone, and I don't care. You know, I've got, I got an iPhone because I wanted to do something particular, and I couldn't with my Android. But I still use my Android quite a lot, actually. Um, you know, I swap the SIM card over because there's certain things on Android you can do. I know it seems weird, but I just do don't you go care. through. But do you go through and do you select all of the individual uh, privacy settings on everything? Yeah. So, like, my husband loves his Android because he can do that. And I was like, that's just so difficult to, like, every time an app is installed, like, have to be like, I'm going to share this, this. And then sometimes they don't work. And it's like, yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, the genie's already out of the bottle. Yeah, exactly. That's that. My thought is, is the genie is already out of the bottle. People know everything about me. They can know good or good, bad, and indifferent, and who cares? You know, there's nothing I can do about that data being out there now. But, Jonathan, what do you reckon? Facebook um, a bit angry about this or Apple trying to – should there be an antitrust on this? Is, is Apple trying to just corner the market here? Well, it's so, it's so difficult because in some ways I agree with um, Spencer. I'm, I'm actually getting tired myself. I don't know what bloody stories I am going to find, Spencer. But, uh, um, uh, um, you know, they're much of the of the, the much, are they? There's not much to choose between any of these companies, really. That's just the fact of it, isn't it? Now, Tim Cook trying to wrap himself with the clock with the uh, cloak of um, privacy is quite hilarious. This is a this is a CEO that sold all their data to the Chinese government on a plate when they were asked to do it. And please, sir, give me more. You know, <laughs> they literally just handed it over, you know. You know t- old Timmy trying to wrap himself that he cares anything about people's privacy is hilarious, isn't it? You know, but, but then... Facebook, yeah, between Apple and Facebook, I agree with Matt. I probably prefer Apple because I, in my personal opinion, the founder of Facebook is a total sociopath, you know, of the highest order. Uh, um, He really, you know, he's got a track record of being a, why anybody's surprised by the behaviour of Facebook. He's He's got a, but he's a consistent sociopath. At least he doesn't, try and pretend that he's anything else, unlike Tim Cook, who tries to pretend that he really cares about 
customer's privacy where it's so obvious that he doesn't, Andrew. So Fair enough. What do you reckon, Sonny? What's the way forward for people using these social media um, and their iPhones and their, <laughs> and their their Androids and Facebook and Twitter for sharing their information and advertising? Like, you know, Matt said... It's it's a, it's going to affect the podcasting world, which is which is heartbreaking, really, because we're in the podcasting world. What do you reckon? How do we get over this these hurdles, or do we just accept? Them? Well, I, I'm just wondering about this a little bit. So, because um, uh, I would assume that, like you know, the fact that we're all on the same router means that anyone in my household doing anything gets tracked as as the same IP address coming out of the house. Uh, 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 I suppose that would normally be different if I'm using data on my phone from somewhere else. But, uh, you know, in a way, I don't know how much more specific information you would have gotten out of an individual household on podcast downloads, uh, whether you would have known who in the house was was downloading your podcast. Um, maybe Apple had that uh, information, uh, maybe not. Uh, eh. Uh, but uh, yes, it is. I mean, I, I do go through some of the settings on my Android phone to, to decide what I'm going to share which with. But in a lot of ways, it's like, yeah, I know I'm giving up a lot of privacy, um, sometimes unconsciously, uh, just because it's inconvenient not to, sometimes deliberately that, uh, yes, I actually do want the GPS on my phone to be tracking me if I'm like walking in the park. Because what if I break an ankle and and the you know the EMTs need to come in and get me? In some ways, in some ways, in some ways, Sally, I think this whole conversation in some ways is delusional because I have a phone and I know security services, probably the Chinese government, God knows, is probably tracking me. Anything I put on the internet, I just presume that every Tom, Dick and Harry in the security services is having a good jolly over it. Uh, um, if you have a phone, my insurance, to get a decent insurance quote on my car, I had to accept the bloody insurance company spying on my driving habits to get a de- you know, so I don't. I just well, I suppose presume, at least they're I, not I spying presume. to the extent they do on the Amazon drivers these days, yeah. where, where the poor drivers are like putting a, putting yeah. uh, uh, sunglasses on to 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 yeah. make sure they don't get dinged for like having their eye yeah. look in the wrong place for a second. Exactly. I just presume that every if it's on the internet and I've got a mobile phone with me that I'm being watched. I just presume it, so I just live with it. Because, the, you know, but I don't delude myself that I've got any privacy about anything because I've got a thing that can record my voice, take pictures. After Snowden, you know, how can anybody think they've got any privacy when they've got one of these devices with them? It's just, it's, you're deluding yourself, aren't you? Well, the only the only thing, I mean, I do turn off, you know, Heather mentioned, do I turn in, do I look at any of the settings? I do, if I download an app, uh, and I just I just bought these guys, I just bought these um, because it's, it's uh, I can't show you now, but these lovely little things are Facebook glasses, because I had to buy them. I just had to buy them. <laughs> Because I saw someone else buying, but I've got to get lenses, and it's going to cost me another six hundred quid. So I've got to wait for that, wait for a nice, generous customer to give me a massive job. But the, God, the is, have uh, mercy on your I soul, love, Andrew I Palmer. Love tech. I absolutely God. Love, yeah, God help your do. customers if if they only give you jobs before because they're generous. Yeah, no, I'm joking. I'm joking with you. I can, you know, I can do it. But I've, I've got a, I've got very focal, so they're they're expensive as they are. But the point is, is that I turn off. On most apps, 90% of the apps that I use, I do turn off location services or they can locate me. And I think that's the the way forward is that if we don't, I don't necessarily want to be tracked where I'm going. It doesn't matter to me. I mean, I go, what I do, I go to the pizza house last night. I, you know, I went to the gym this morning. I played golf as well this, this afternoon, you know, so who cares what I'm doing? But the point is, is that these companies have all... They, they need to know where we are, what we're doing, why we're doing it in a, in general terms to be able to give us. And we don't forget, we use advertising. We I use Facebook advertising. I use AdWords. And I persuade my customers to do that as well. So it affects us all when one particular company says, 
I'm going to block this crap. You know, I'm going to block this from a particular provider. So I, what I don't like about it, whether you love Facebook or hate Facebook or, in, or indifferent to Facebook, I don't like the fact, and Spencer said it earlier, if you, with great power comes great responsibility. I don't like the fact that Apple have taken this decision on the basis that it's, it's on privacy when it obviously it is. isn't because Matt said you're going to have to go through us for advertising and we all know that and they actually state that as well. I don't think that is fair business practice. It's either a, 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 a it's either all for all all in or none in, you know. So I do think that a government or um, somebody should take charge of this and go to Apple and say, "Look, guys, you can't do this. This is this is antitrust. You're you're basically blocking a company from offering services that you want to offer, and that's not on." What do you reckon, Heather? I th- I, oh, or sorry. Matt? Sorry, Matt. Matt, go. Matt, go, go. I was just gonna. I was gonna say, like, I think. You know, I, I, there should be something said for uh, allowing these companies to one gather this data uh, at all on us, and two, like cookies should probably be illegal, right? Literally, and the ability to request that data. How, how should, does your site know you're logged in if it doesn't right. have cookies? Well, I mean, obviously that's a stretch, but being able to collect that data. Uh, but also giving us the ability to download and delete and remove that data. And then I'd say even more importantly, cross-selling our data should also be just terminated, right? Because your credit card companies are selling the data, the phone records are selling the data, everyone's selling the data to everybody else, which is why I say, if I'm going to give my data to anybody, it's Apple, because I think Apple just wants it all to themselves. And it's not like Google, where I, I feel like if I had my Android phone still, They'd just be selling that data to every advertiser in the world and I'm screwed either way, same as Facebook, et cetera. So I look at it as like, hey, I'll just give my data to Apple because they just want it for themselves to build this like dystopian world in the future. <laughs> sure. yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree. Right. We're, we're Who's dystopia do you want to live in? Well, we, again, which dystopia do you want to live in? We've got a great, there's a great person on uh, TikTok that um, is uh, UK based and she's she's always going on about the Tory government and how they're creating a dystopian, she, she actually goes dystopia warning and get, then goes through everything that our government are doing and it's just like, oh my God, because it's true. It's just, uh, but you know, your government's doing it as well. It's crazy, you know, it's just crazy the power we've given to these individuals to to run our, our lives and stuff and, and, and misinform us and then inform us and do whatever. It's just a, a crazy thing. Somebody mentioned they don't like politics on here, but politics is a, unfortunately is a fact of life. You know, we just have to, you know, be aware that we are living under a, a, a an umbrella of, of disinformation. Well, kind of I do understand where they're coming from, but tech, though it's just a consequence of big tech. tech. Big tech has become more political. It's not a consequence of the show. It's just well, it has become more political, but the thing is, is that the reason it's become more political is because they have, big tech has become very, very powerful because they know everything about us as avatars. They might not know that Andrew Palmer played, you know, the 14th hole at at Flatgold Heath today and got a par. I wish, wish they did because it's the first time I parred that hole. But, you know, the, the whole point is, is that, that people know too much about everybody anyway. It's becoming a bit of a village. You know, when you live in a village like I do, I know all my neighbours pretty much. And they know they know that I came home at one o'clock in the morning the other day in an Uber and I couldn't walk because I'd gone out for a drink. You know, these that kind of thing. But it, the, the, soon all these companies are going to know every single thing about us and the fact that one company can say to another company i'm blocking you is wrong you either block all of them or block none you know that's that's the key and that's what i was trying to get to right we're reaching the end of this hour yeah Um, we need to do our recommendations we we need to do our recommendations i'm the host i know exactly what we've got i've got a little list here provided by myself i know exactly what we're doing we're not going to um introduce or or reintroduce ourselves we've already done that at the beginning of the podcast so sally have you got your recommendation for our viewers and listeners i do my recommendation this week is gravity export light it's a free plugin from gravity view there is a premium version i've only tried the free version. Uh, And what it does is it lets you um, 
I mean, you can, of course, already export your entries in a gravity form, but I have a client that's got a form they're using to sign up for stuff. Uh, and they wanted uh, me to send them the entries at 9 a.m. And I explained I was going to be on a call at 9 a.m. So I went looking for something that would let them get the report at 9 a.m. And in, this creates a link uh, uh, that you can send somebody. And when you click, when they click the link, uh, it will download the Excel report. Uh, of all your gravity forms entries and you can decide what's in it. Uh, and uh, I found that extremely handy and it made the client very, very happy. Yeah, put it, put it all into Slack. Put it all in the Slack. It's going into and, Slack. Uh, when Matt, if Heather. Hey. Bit of a, so, a housewifey one here. What's going on? Yes. So it's starting to become like that gifting time of the year where people are oh. trying to figure out uh, what to send to people. Um, and also like team building kind of things. So I'm recommending, uh, bake it with Mel. Um, this is, these are little, uh, cooking kits that, that you can send and they're all like Instagram, uh, like based, uh, like things. So like, if you see these like Instagrammable, uh, cakes or like cocoa bombs and things like that, you can send this to a friend or that, or a niece or a nephew, or even just somebody that you want, or buy them for I'm yourself. I'm picturing myself sending this to my husband who can't cook. <laughs> yeah, and and it makes like these really cool like rainbow cakes with like the glitter inside or whatever, and uh, they're all tasty and and fun. So it's it's just a fun little thing to send to somebody. Right. Uh, Max Medeiros, your recommendation. Do you have one? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I would recommend folks who are either podcast creators or podcast listeners to check out newpodcastapps.com. That's put out by the Podcast 2.0 movement, uh, which is like uh, WordPress.org for podcasting, open source podcast 2.0 movement. Uh, newpodcastapps.com. Newpodcastapps.com. You can check out some of these new podcast apps that enable. Bitcoin streaming to your favorite podcasters. Wow. 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 Spence, what you got? Um, I'm going to go with the mundane but useful one that demonstrates a point of how there are an infinite number of really clever free plugins for WooCommerce. This one is called Discount Rules for WooCommerce. The new trend in WooCommerce and sales funnel stuff is to do dynamic Sales funnels, which is to say something that knows what's in your cart and changes the outcome of what happens next. And my philosophy has always been don't build something that already exists. So this free version of the plugin is really awesome because it knows if you have a certain product in the cart and will apply a standard WooCommerce discount to another product or something else. So it lets you do some really, really clever stuff, especially around the Black Friday time where you want to bundle stuff together and so forth. So anybody who uses WooCommerce, check this one out. Uh, I've tested it and used it in a recent video. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Sally, what you got? I told you already. You told me already. I've told you. You told you. It was Jonathan. My God. Jonathan Denwood, co-host, what you got? Um, first of all, I've got to tell the panel, I'll be re we've decided, me and Angie, that my newsletter video, I will be reviewing your recommendations. So I do hope they were good. Uh, 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 so uh, I'm going to recommend The Sopranos, the series. Uh, um, I've been watching some of the old... Um, the lead of the family adopts a similar management style to myself. You know, easy going, <laughs> and then when it, and then when necessary, whack them. Uh, if they they consistently complain and call cause me managerial problems, so I have based my managerial career on his example. But to be serious, is one of the best of American television in its storyline. Um, how it treats darkness, violence with comedy, because in true true life, these things are all mixed up. Um, and it's just the one of the best series ever made on American television. Yeah. Yes. Brilliant. Brilliant. Did you I watch agree. the uh, Saints movie, the follow-up one? Yes. The prequel? Hey, because yeah. it would really be a shame if something happened to you on the show, John. <laughs> now that Andrew is doing the hosting, I'm just saying... No, uh, my yeah, easy go. No disrespect. This is, this is the last saying. time I'm going to host this. I'm, you know, whatever. But it, you know, we so we had to have a change of host this week. And my 
my choice and uh, you know my recommendation is actually from another podcaster, WP Builds, but he's got together with Anchin um, and um, they're, they're doing the Page Builder Summit. And, and I really got value from this last year because the pagebuildersummit.com, it, it'll be in the, in the show notes and Jonathan will review it, I'm sure, is it really does aim at people who use page builders. And there's a lot of people out there that are using page builders. Matt, you, Matt's you, latest you interview... What, you know, you interview, um, you know, somebody that's left WordPress and gone to the dark side, didn't you, Matt? Now, yeah. How could, how could they do it? How could they do it, Matt? Dave Floyd, what, doing web flows, was it? Because yeah. he's gone to web flows, isn't he? Yeah. Well, Dave Floyd is a – Dave Floyd, obviously UK-based guy, so I know him. I'm, I've been lucky enough to meet him a couple of times, and he's he's a great educator. He used to be a teacher, so he he's really – He's very good at it, He's brilliant at it. So, you know, I wish him all the success on that. But, you know, it doesn't matter. These, you know, Wix and everything, they're, they're all page builders as well. But the Page Builder Summit, there's actually Chris Lupke, I think, who who is is part of Extendify.com, which is which uh, bought the Editor Plus plugin from Manir Kamal. And uh, he's going to say page builders are dead. So, you know, that's worth watching for just for that uh, I think uh, I think some of our panel want to end this Andrew so but also you need we to are. tell them about the bonus that people well, well, need to stay on I, the bonus. I needed to get out my recommendation so shush your face and and everything I'd like to, I'd like to like to particularly thank Matt Medeiros for putting up with this and uh Spencer Sally and Heather <laughs> I like this new host we've, we've, we've got an oh, extra I'm so surprised shut up Jonathan <laughs> We have the extras for the WP Tonic Facebook group, which is the mastermind group, uh, and we carry on the conversation. But our guests and uh, our, our special guest, Matt Medeiros, are, I'm happy to say goodbye to you and thank you for your time today. Really appreciated it. And we will stay on and discuss some things that Jonathan has put into uh, WP Tonic Roundtable. I, I actually have to say bye-bye too. Bye, it's everyone. Bye, all. Thank you. Hey, guys. I'll see you in five minutes next Friday. And I'm just looking forward to seeing what Jonathan bakes. So I need to see a picture of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, well, I yeah. used to be a chef, so I'm going to definitely have a look at it and I may even bake you a cake. Awesome. Cool. Bye, everyone. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic Podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week. 